Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. This week it is just ace. It's week six of the NFL season. I'm going to start with Miami at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a three and a half point underdog. And I'm going to be going with the Jacksonville Jaguars because I have faith that at home, technically London, that is for this week, they're going to be better than the Miami team, who has been pretty bad and pretty consistently terrible for the last four straight weeks. Even though I don't have either of my co-hosts this week, who will probably shoot back with something about, well, what about Urban Meyer and a distraction? Well, Miami could use a distraction because they have no offensive threats. Jacksonville is a good running back. They have a good quarterback. Miami still has Jacoby Brissett starting for them, so that's an issue for them. I think this will be the first win for Jacksonville. Maybe not many wins, but it will be the first win. And it'll probably get the ball rolling. The over-under for this game is 47 points, and I'm sticking with Jacksonville, and I'm going to go with the under. As it is an away game, and they're playing in London, both teams aren't really that acclimated, but a lot of the Jacksonville players have been there before because there are some veterans on that team. So I'm going with the Jaguars. Next up, we have Minnesota at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are good at home. Minnesota has been kind of underwhelming and are actually behind the Chicago Bears this year in the NFC North. And I'm going to be going with Carolina. They stumbled last week, and the over-under on this game is 45.5, and, and the spread is 2.5. So I'm sticking with the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold is pretty legit. McCaffrey is working his way back from injuries, and even without him, they still have Chubba Hubbard. Um, Cook, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings is still hurt. And they have Justin Jefferson, but they just haven't been able to connect so much on their offense. Adam Thielen is playing okay, but not great. Carolina actually has a really good defense, so I'm not too concerned here. Carolina is going to be my first lock of the week. Next up, we have probably my favorite game at the 1 o'clock. We have the L.A. Chargers. I'm actually calling them the L.A. Chargers because they're good finally. And my favorite fantasy quarterback, which is Justin Herbert. And we have the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. This is actually going to be a quarterback duel, and I think this game is going to be very high scoring. The over-under in this one is 51. Baltimore's defense hasn't been great at shutting people down, and I think this is going to be closer to the Baltimore-Kansas City game from earlier this year. Except in this one, I expect the Chargers to actually keep it close, and I expect Baltimore to maybe win by a point. This game may come down to a pick em. Right now, I think it is at 2.5, so if it's a 2.5, grab it. If it gets any closer than that, I don't think I would want to play this game at all. But right now, I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I may regret that, but I think the safer bet here is actually the over. Um, For reasons that I just mentioned, Chargers defense is pretty good against the run. Even better against the pass sometimes. But they have been giving up a lot of points in fantasy at wide receivers. But they have been kind of don't-break defense. In their game last week, they really got charged. was it? They really got shredded by David Njoku. But that was a tight end. And you know what Baltimore does have? They have a great tight end. But they are missing Sammy Watkins. So as long as they can limit the big plays downfield from Malcolm Brown, from Hollywood Brown, they should be okay. And all they really got to do is double Andrews. 
he's going to be the key to this thing, although Baltimore's running game is not really getting going without Lamar. Their running backs are kind of been a disappointment, but in fairness to them, they've lost their three starters who knew the defense and were the young guys there, and they've had to go with a lot of veterans who have kind of disappointed them a lot. L.A. Rams at the New York Football Giants. The Rams are at this point, they started out nine-point favorites, nine-and-a-half. They crept up to, I believe the line is hovering somewhere around ten, ten-and-a-half points, and the Rams are going to do a ton of damage. Um, Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback, is not looking likely to start. Saquon Barkley is still looking questionable, leaning more towards doubtful. Um, Kadarius Tony, their rookie, is probably going to play. He's questionable. Um, Sterling Shepard, I don't believe, is playing. And their other starting wide receiver, I don't believe, is playing. So they're playing with three backups, and the majority of the team is banged up. The Giants already don't have a great defensive line, and they're going against Aaron Donald. Now, the one advantage is they are at home, so there is likely that they will not get blown out. But the Rams are a top team, and the Giants don't have a great secondary. The secondary is very, very young. And the Rams are going to be attacking them through the air. And they have one of the better quarterbacks with a good arm who likes to take chances. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are probably going to have amazing games. And also with that deep threat of Deshaun Jackson just kind of tearing off on people, being up to catch 50-yard bombs, just speed past anybody he kind of wants at this point in his career. He's just kind of a one-hitter quarter of a threat in terms of just run that fly route, we're going to drop that ball into you, and it's going to be all over in a second, baby. 48.5 on the over-under. I'm leaning towards the Rams. That's going to be my second lock of the week. This is going to be on the parlay um, that I'm going to be posting up to Twitter. Follow us at the Uptown Parlay podcast that's on Twitter. And, yeah, man, this is going to be a game to watch, hopefully. And, unfortunately, for the people who are in the New York, New Jersey area, you're going to be watching this at the 1 o'clock. Next up, we have Houston at Indianapolis. This is going to be my second backdoor cover. I think Houston is going to be able to cover this game. They are 10-point underdogs. Um, David Sills just finally had his best game of the season last week. Houston is starting to round out as a team. I don't know if they're... I, I find it highly unlikely they're going to win this game, but I also find it highly unlikely that they get blown out this game. The Colts are a good team. They've been losing a lot of close games to a lot of teams that are much better than them. They've had a much, much, much harder start to their season by playing a much better team than them in general and more balanced teams, but Indianapolis still has a very good defense, and this team is still playing with an eye towards the playoffs because of the division that they're in. And being this is, is a being that this is a divisional game, I would expect the Colts to be able to take off on this one. So the Colts are going to win by a touchdown, maybe even you know a random eight points with a touchdown and a two point conversion. But expect a missed extra point or something here to make a difference. I think that Houston's going to be able to uh, stick, and those extra ten points are going to make a huge difference. Kind of like uh, if you were watching college football, the thirteen and a half points that. Um, 13 and a half point like you kind of just don't get there you know what I mean or like that Georgia that Georgia um Kentucky spread Kentucky had just enough to be able to stick there and that 21 and a half points was just too much for Georgia to overcome even though they're the much better team it's going to be that kind of situation here with Indy and Houston next up we got Kansas City at the Washington football team Kansas City has been having a pretty tough go of it the past couple of weeks um, I don't expect them to have a hard time coming from west to east or central to east. They're going to beat up on the Washington football team, who's probably going to be under a lot of scrutiny. It's weird how nobody's talking about them and their organization. as They're still being investigated by the NFL. 
And it turned out that there was an NFL lawyer who leaked those emails and ended up getting John Gruden fined and Bruce Allen and his beef with the former owner. It kind of shows the dysfunction in that team, and I see why they brought in Ron Rivera. In the past two seasons, he's kind of righted that ship. But I really don't see a way that the Washington football team is going to be able to stop them, Kansas City being the them. Clyde Hilaire-Edwards is on uh, IR, so they're going to find another running back. That may affect the short passing game. But I think Patrick Mahomes is going to make better passes, and he realizes what to do and what not to do. This is a former NFL MVP at 24 years old and a former Super Bowl champion. And they're going to find a way to get everybody involved. And I think Josh Gordon is going to make an impact finally on the offensive side of the ball. He played a couple of snaps last week, and they're going to ease him into the offense gradually. But this is a team that he can have an effect on. And Washington, he will get a hold of one of those young corners either in the slot or some other place. And Byron Pingle. Is finally coming on for them and playing pretty well. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers at my Chicago Bears. The Bears coming off of a big win last week in in Las Vegas. They are finally two and two or three and two on the season, so they have a above five hundred record. If they can steal this win against Green Bay, that would be huge. I think at this point the spread started out at four and a half. I believe the Bears are up to six points, and I think that is just enough for them to cover. Oh, wait, going back to the Indianapolis-Houston, the over-under for that is 43.5 points. I think that is going to go over. The Rams and the Giants are 48.5. I believe that is going to be under. Kansas City and Washington is 54 points. I believe that is going to be under. Even if it's a blowout, there's no way that Washington puts up enough points to carry their end. 14 to 40 would just be at 54, so remember that. So bet the over on the KC-Washington game. Back to Green Bay and Chicago. Green Bay is going to be visiting Chicago. This is a game that Justin Fields is preparing for. He's trying to knock out the King. And the King right now in that division is Aaron Rodgers, the current MVP and Super Bowl champ. It's over 11 years ago, but even still, Green Bay has a clear shot at the playoffs and a very clear shot at coming out of that division as the uh, division champs. And if the Bears want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win some games like these, and they can't just rely on beating teams that they're supposed to be like last week. I do believe that Chicago will definitely cover, even after doubting them last week on the road. Whenever they're at home, I do like to bet on them, and the fact that they're getting points gives me a little bit more faith. I would lean towards that over, and the only real threat I would like to say here is Robert Tanyan. That defense and those linebackers being healthy is huge. Um, You know, having all four of them healthy again is big. Danny Trevathan is a big add. Roquan Smith is staying healthy. Khalil Mack, even though his hamstring, I mean, his knee, he keeps getting listed. Eddie Goldman being back is huge for them. Hakeem Hicks being out is a is a blow, and that's going to affect them. But um, Robert Quinn being healthy and those two pass rushers that they have, I think that's going to be a big difference. With the uh, Green Bay Packers dealing with injuries to both of their tackles and their offensive line, they're not as crisp as they once were. So expect Aaron Rodgers to be on the run a little bit. Aaron Jones is also a little banged up, and we don't know how second-year or third-year running back A.J. Dillon is going to perform. He did play pretty admirably in relief when he spelled him, so keep an eye on that. Another NFC North, AFC North matchup. We got Cincinnati at Detroit Lions. I think the Lions are going to get their first one of the week. Joe Burrow is hurt. I don't know if he's going to play or not. He had to go to the hospital for that throat injury. He has a contusion. I do believe that's going to affect him being comfortable, and I do think that that's going to have an issue on the game. Jamar Chase is healthy. T. Higgins is healthy. The Lions defense tries very, very hard, and the fact that they were able to hold Baltimore to such a low-scoring game, and this over-under is at 47 points, 
I don't see them losing this one. I do see it being a low-scoring game, which is why I'm going to bet the under. If the Detroit Lions are going to win, they're getting three and a half points at home. I think that field goal is going to make a huge difference. The Lions have a very good kicker. Jared Goff is not making a lot of mistakes, and I think and I really believe that this coach knows offense. He's a former tight end, and he's going to lean on his offensive coordinators, defense coordinator to get this team up and ready. Aaron Glenn knows what he's doing, and I have faith that the Detroit Lions are actually, I can't believe I'm saying that. Malik would be surprised to hear this, but hopefully when he listens, he'll understand why I'm picking Detroit. I think they're going to break through sooner rather than later because his coach hasn't been buying in. And he's as a former NFL player and an NFL vet, I think he understands how they work. And I think he understands their mindset and what motivates them and the pride that they take in trying to win. Cincinnati is a young team, and they're, they're not terrible. They're not. I give them all the credit in the world. But they did drop a home game to the Bears, and the fact that they're going on the road to a dome team. Detroit plays much, much better at home, and that's why I'm picking Detroit to win this game. I might even take them on the money line in an upset parlay, which is something I'm going to get into later on the Patreon podcast. Next up, we have Arizona at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite and over under is 49 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this one. Cleveland and the Chargers lit it up last week. That was one of the greatest games I've ever been able to rewatch on NFL Network. And because of Cleveland not being able to manage that and the Chargers covering, we were able to win our three game parlay last week. So once again, I'm going to be leading on Cleveland. I think Arizona's due for a loss. Not that they're overrated, but this team is definitely tired in the sixth week of the season going against a team with actually probably first team they play with a better defense or as good a defense as the L.A. Rams, which Arizona surprisingly shocked and beat because they needed to win that division. I think they dropped this game to an NFC, to an AFC North team. Toughest divisions in the league are NFC, the AFC North and the NFC West. So being as that is, this is going to be a very good game to watch. But my money here is on Cleveland. This is going to be my third best bet of the week just to recap my first one was the la rams at the new york giants and houston at the indianapolis Colts. and the third one is going to be the cleveland covering at home against arizona it's probably weird to the listeners at home right now just listening to me but this may be you know something that happens in the future and definitely gonna be something that happens on the patreon podcast you might miss that back and forth between me and malik but I'm a talker, so get used to it. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots. This is letting me know that I definitely won't be shopping at Trader Joe's this weekend. So know me on Route 1 come Sunday afternoon or even Sunday at all until well after that game. Dallas is unfortunately going to roast the New England Patriots. Sorry to all you Pats fans and the hopes for Mack in his first season, but expect less wins than last year when y'all got seven in that COVID season. Um, at least you can go to the games and watch them lose or watch them play or develop or if you want to put it. The over-under on this is 50 and a half. New England's defense with all those players back is good, but it is not great. Dallas's defense is playing on fire. Dallas is on a roll, and I believe that Dallas is going to be able to light up the New England Patriots. Give me Dallas here. This is going to be my fourth lock of the week. They only have to beat them by more than three points, and I think they can easily do that on the road. Dallas's defense is going to travel and Dak in that offense and also Zeke in that running game, which is something the Patriots have had trouble with all year. Dallas is going to be able to easily cover this spread. It's only three points. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm going to lean heavily on Dallas, and this is going to be my fourth lock of the week. Um, sorry to all you Pats fans. This is not going to be it for Mac. I don't believe this is going to be his year. I would I would pencil in, being as this is a 17-game season, I'd put them at 6-11. and 11. 
or formerly six and ten or maybe five and eleven. Um, they might get the seven wins not they have that extra game, but even then I kinda doubt it. Uh yeah, seven and ten might be the best they might be able to do, but actually that would be like yeah, six and eleven, because that's seventeen games. Six and eleven is more accurate for them. Um gotta take Dallas here. They just have too much on offense, too much on defense. They showed up last week when I picked them. They're a great pick and they're a solid pick. And then my fourth lock of the week. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. A divisional matchup in the AFC West. I'm leaning here heavily on Denver because of the defense and the turmoil that Las Vegas is going through. I think they're going to be a bit distracted, but they're also going to want to play hard to rally around their new head coach. Kind of leave Gruden in the past. Everybody was giving Gruden credit for them playing well. So I think they're going to want to continue to show why they were playing so well and kind of not lean so heavily on that narrative and kind of separate themselves. I really hope these reporters don't go in and ask them these questions because it's really kind of messed up that they're asking them and not asking the owner, Mark Davis, about this. But he probably would have known in NFL circles what was going on with Gruden and what kind of guy he was. And the fact that he stuck with him even for as long as he did and didn't ask him to quit who knows, but I'm surprised he didn't want to come out and publicly fire a guy like that. That's just made up. Likewise, Teddy Bridgewater is a good enough quarterback. Um, I don't believe Vegas has enough. Their team's kind of banged up. Darren Waller's a great tight end, but I don't believe he's playing this week. At best, he's going to be questionable. Denver has more weapons. Noah Fant, the wide receivers, K.J. Hamler. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take Denver as my last lock of the week. And then for Sunday Night Football, we have Seattle at Pittsburgh with Geno Smith getting the start against Aaron, against Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, and the spread from last week, that last game for Denver and Las Vegas is four points. I think Denver can beat them by a touchdown. The over-under is 44. I'm going to take the under. Seattle at Pittsburgh, I'm going to take Seattle. They're getting five points. The over-under is 42.5. They expect this to be a very low-scoring game. I'd kick that up a bit. Geno Smith has a very good arm. He hasn't had to start in a while. And this is a much better team than the Jets team that he was on. And the fact that people thought that he had first-round talent or the ability to be a starting QB, and he's had a chance to sit behind Russell Wilson and learn this offense and get used to it and know what it is, and the fact that he can get the ball downfield is going to help him. This offense may work a little bit better with him. He can't really run that well. So if the offensive line can protect him, he can make plays. Chris Carson is going to get a lot of touches, so lean on that. Um, he's actually going to be the best quarterback because as I've said multiple times, Ben Roethlisberger is cooked. He's been able to throw a little bit, but Juju Smith-Schuster is out. So they, they're down to Deontay Johnson and what was it Claypool. I want to say West Claypool, but I don't even know if that's his name. I just know his last name is Claypool. Claypool and Johnson are the top two. Denver should be able to, Seattle should be able to set them down. They have not a better defense, but a good enough defense. This is going to be a very low-scoring game that Seattle either wins or covers. My pick here is Seattle to cover with the five. It may even go up to five and a half, six, as the more people start putting money on Pittsburgh late and trying to get a win for the uh, for that Sunday on a single game. And we have our Monday night football game. Buffalo at Tennessee. Buffalo was just running wild on everybody after last week. That game was very impressive. Tennessee came back and got a win after losing to the Jets. Tennessee is at home. They're getting five and a half points. The one thing that they really have to their advantage is Derrick Henry. They're going to have to focus as a defense. Buffalo, so much of their attention to him. I think it's going to help that they're getting Julio Jones and A.J. Brown back. Unfortunately, they really don't have the threat at tight end, so they don't have a multifaceted offense to attack from multiple spots anymore. 
and they may actually need to be able to throw the ball to the running back, but I don't know if that's going to be necessary. The fact that Buffalo has really not relied so much on their defense and they've played a little bit dirty, in my opinion, last week, just kind of going in the way that they did. It is what it is. That's what teams kind of do. And it's not even really dirty considered by certain standards. I personally like the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen is a great talent. And he's a much much more talented quarterback than... Much more talented quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is good enough, and I think he's going to play well in this game. He actually hasn't had a lot of turnovers or a lot of interceptions. I don't know if Tennessee's defense is going to be able to make enough plays, but they did put all the money into the secondary. So that should help them from stopping... That should help them from stopping... uh, Stephon Diggs give me Tennessee at home with the points I know it's out I know it's a long shot for that but I do think that Derrick Henry is going to make a big difference on this defense and wear down the defensive line and force him to put more players in the box which is going to give Julio Jones some one-on-ones and that's what I'm focusing on for the win Tennessee knows how to do this and the fact they're going to be on home this is a national game they're not going to want to get blown out and they're going to try even harder the over-under is 54 and I'm going to take the under I think due to the fact that Tennessee has the one of the best ball control offenses in the league, they're going to run the clock out, and they're going to control that ball and force them into some timeouts. And they're playing a great head coach. In, they're playing a great head coach as a former linebacker, so he understands defense. And that is it for this week. Please follow us on TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast. I know this is much shorter than you're used to, and you'll probably be able to finish this on your commute in or your commute to the book. But good luck to all my betters on the East Coast in New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Shout out to everybody in Washington State, California, and Nevada and Florida. Hopefully I'll be seeing everybody at March Madness in 2022. Shout out to y'all. I think it's right after St. Patrick's Day weekend. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and Podbean where we are hosted. And please follow, like, and subscribe. And send in your questions too the email and also on our twitter we will answer any questions all sunday we'll be live chatting with people and please subscribe to patreon we're putting out a lot of good content and i'm definitely keeping the blog updated in the live posts so follow along check in with us see how we're doing we hope you all got we hope all you ladies and men out there win your bets and follow us for tips we're going to be giving them out as much as possible because we do not win unless the book loses that's how i look at it we out of here peace